1: Hey, everybody. This is uh, Bible with the Boys. The name may or may not be changing. We'll see what happens. Um, my name is Luke. Alex. Haley. Lee's opening a beer right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Lee. I'm, uh, my uh, my name's Noah. Uh, this is our second take-through. Uh, we only got 30 seconds in, though, so you didn't miss out on any fresh material at all. Um, we just fucked up. Word. Noah... Tell us about how you met the Bible. I met the Bible, I met the good old
2: Word of God, probably back when my parents told me it was everlasting truth. But then, you know, around 10 or 12, going to a non-denominational church, yeah, I started getting a bit disillusioned with it. Uh, Also, my brother started practicing, like, black magic and occultism. He was a fucking nut. Um, You know, so I saw both sides to it. So I definitely, you know... I'm definitely confused on the nature of it. So I'm happy to be here. I'm I'm confused and ignorant and willing to to say shit and listen to this. I love it. You know, that's that's my that's my angle, y'all.
1: We're all confused and
2: ignorant. What a
3: fantastic introduction. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm glad, was, I'm glad to be here. That was so
1: much faster than the last one. Alright, so let's uh let's get into this first part of chapter two of Genesis.
3: We've covered chapter one in our last episode. We set the scene. We we got through the first six days. Curtains pulled. God made a lot of things.
0: Yeah. In a specific
3: order. That is
1: very specific order. A very with kinds. And then um, all of a sudden mixes it up on us. And we're about to have it mixed up on us. Let's uh, let's go ahead and go, Alex. Uh, start
3: us off, man. All right. The seventh day. I uh, will be reading out of the King James version. And uh, the King James version has titles for uh, a lot of the sections. The seventh day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens. And of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth. And every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth. And watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust on the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. All right, that's the end of the first section. Very Do you right. want to hear any alternate uh, translations?
0: I have a couple alternate translations. Um, my Bible is The Message, which was... Uh, Produced in 2002, so it's very, very new. For
2: the, all y'all listening, that's THE message.
0: Yes. <laughs> Capital D.
2: It's
0: actually, all caps.
2: Y'all better listen. No message. message. It's kind of a big deal. <laughs>
0: um, so I do have, nor was there anyone around to work the ground. So kind of making a important distinction between man tilling the earth and anyone tilling the earth. Because in the last chapter... God created man and woman.
1: Yeah, at, at presumably the same time. Um, and that's that kind of segues nicely into a contradiction already. Uh, chapter 1, Chapter 2, debate. Which one's the better story? In Chapter 1, uh, God makes plants first, and then he makes man. In this chapter, it makes it very, very clear. And no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up before... Any plants show up, he makes man, which is not what happens in chapter one. Far
2: from it, he created the plants prior to the animals, so the animals have something. I... Yeah,
3: yeah. In, in in this one, he kind of refers to it as like the, the the plants wouldn't grow until there was someone to like work the. Plants. Yeah,
2: someone to. Wouldn't yeah. the animals serve as a natural form of grooming and and, and preservation for nature? Because as it does a lot of the time. Yeah,
0: so. mine goes as far as to make the distinction that before any grasses or shrubs had sprouted from the ground. So mm. mine goes ahead and says they're there, but they have not sprouted yet. The seed is there, but it has not been cared for or, yeah, or that's
3: what mine says. moved yeah. along in any it's way. interesting. Yours says grasses or shrubs. Mm-hmm. Mine says every plant of the field. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm wondering if field could mean agriculture. Oh,
0: sure. Yeah, a ag- crop. Stuff, a yeah. crop
3: that you were intentionally growing. Because... Yeah, I mean, he could have first created wild plants.
1: Yeah, and then agriculture comes along after he makes man. Agriculture's been there all along. It's just he needed man to till the earth. It's it's an excusable contradiction. I wouldn't call it like no, it's not smoking gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's it, like there. It makes sense.
0: That's it. That's the smoking gun right
1: here. <laughs> it, it makes sense that it's there's no plants and now there's yeah, man yeah. as opposed to. There's plants and now there's man. And we right.
2: discussed earlier, it could be just like a chronological choice of being yeah. like a different viewpoint, which wouldn't be too surprising in the early parts of the Bible. Definitely,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, and okay, so tell us about tell us about this mud man.
3: Mud. Yeah. So here, here at the end, it's it's really interesting a uh, connection across cultures, not very uh, distant cultures, uh, but very interesting nonetheless. Where. In the last, last two, uh, uh, six and seven, it says, there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust on the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And so if there's a mist coming up from the earth, raining back down on, this, uh, on, the, on the face of the ground, he's getting everything wet down there. And God, it says that the Lord God formed man of the dust on the ground. So dust plus water is mud. Um, so he made man of mud, according to this story, and breathed life into him through his nostrils. Well, in in Greek mythology, the 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 creation story for mankind is the Titan Prometheus, who he was he was he was given the task of creating uh, man out of uh, out of clay. So he made him out of clay, and uh, he made him uh, much too crafty for. Uh, Zeus is, uh, Zeus is pleasing, and so Zeus was not happy with him, and he chained him to a rock for, I think eagles to pick out his uh, entrails.
2: Zeus never seemed to have a good day, man. That dude ruled like everything, controlled lightning. He was always pissed about something. Mm-hmm. Some people just can't be happy, folks.
3: And I think in that story, it was uh, the Athena, the god, of, the god of wisdom mm-hmm. and war that breathes, br- uh, breathes life into into man. Just an interesting... Uh... Very similar. That, <laughs> yeah. is,
0: that is really Super interesting. Super similar. Yeah. Yeah, I do also talk about the holy day on the seventh day for a minute. Because we are going to see that ingrained in American culture. Big time. Yeah. I mean, Supreme Court cases will go through where the holy day can be a different day, and the Supreme Court strikes those down. So... It's just really interesting that, and worth noting to me that, like, you know, the seventh day is the holy day, and and we still live by that today.
1: Yeah, yeah. and might. people have a different seventh day, but we stay. Everyone's got a seventh day. A whole two thousand and twenty yeah. years later, we still live by that. Also, the fact <laughs> it's twenty twenty, <laughs> dude. Honestly,
2: <laughs> it's twenty twenty, dude. And I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the whole reason that it's twenty twenty right now is all because of this book, right? christianity well, no yeah. spoilers
1: okay? no it's because the earth was cre- created 2020 years ago oh
2: dude i yeah. forget that i'm sorry be
1: careful with those spoilers okay so. <laughs> no
2: spoiler has been put in effect
1: um yeah so the seventh day is made god god makes everything and then he takes a break day
3: which you know he's god i guess he's allowed to like that's not against the rules there's yeah you know, yeah but we don't necessarily have to have it where i can't get mail on sundays
2: yeah, and my wonder was, you're a little bitter.
3: I like getting mail on Sunday.
2: <laughs> what does God do when He's resting? I like how they don't elaborate how He rested. They go into how He creates things pretty elaborately, if you ask me, and especially in like New King James or NIV. But they don't. They just say He rested. They don't. They don't go into it.
1: Yeah, it's kind of strange to what does God imply do? that a divine and all powerful being would need to, a fourth or would being, yeah. want to at all rest.
0: Well, yeah. I kinda was thinking that yeah. maybe maybe from a like a perspective of somebody who who reads this, like everything God is doing is not for himself, it's for us. It makes sense that he would yes. feel like we need a day to rest.
1: Yeah, but it says because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. It wasn't for us. It was because he rested from his work. Okay. Maybe yeah. the only reason he ever rested was it was the only way to create a precedent that we need to rest once a day every week. He did create us in his image, so if his image is resting on the seventh day, we too he need does, to rest Does on that the mean day. God needs eight hours of sleep, too, every day? I'm sure he's allowed to.
2: If Elon Musk <laughs> needs two hours of sleep... Uh, and I, I think God
3: only needs thirty minutes. It's kind of interesting. I just realized. So, so does far, that imply
1: that God is only four times better than Elon Musk? <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> doesn't imply that.
2: <laughs> hey man, I don't know the numbers. That definitely implies that. I'm just saying, like God created someone who can function that on um, that high of a level on two hours. He can definitely pull a week with fifteen minutes of sleep. <laughs>
3: Do we do we want to move well, on? Well, it was kind of it it's kind of interesting because I don't think so far in the Bible, from what we've read, it says that God is all powerful. I mean, it says that very he, true, very cre- true. It says He's created a lot of stuff, and I mean, Props. when you look at the stuff He's created, it's it gives the impression that He's all powerful.
1: But it did drain Him enough to need a resting day so after seven days.
2: But also, yeah,
3: and it still hasn't said anything about that yet. Well,
1: and that does come back to like the thing we talked about last episode with the pantheon of this is just the best god kind of idea, where yeah, this is yeah, not yeah. an all powerful being at this point in the book. This is a being of limited power, kind of Zeus like, but it's still way bigger than humans. You heard it here first, folks. We can in fact kill God. Whoa, now, okay.
2: Maybe we can kill <laughs> Zeus. Okay, I mean, we'll he's start sitting with on the mountain. About, dude. About this guy. He's <laughs> sitting on a mountain, dude. He's asking for it. Yeah, but okay. I gotta add something though. Maybe it, with the seventh day of wrestling, it kinda of dawned upon my mind. If you think of it as art, what do humans do when they've reached a certain oh. point? They stop and to observe what yeah. they have done. I, I've always thought it like as I, you guys were talking, I'm like, I think that's the other option. Is God was so like impressed in a sense, and he had poured it out that he was like, There's nothing to do here, I must just rest and let it breathe. Yeah, like a painting or a song. Art why, is never finished it.
1: It's only abandoned. <laughs> exactly. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, but, but why make it all unless you're going to enjoy it? Exactly. And maybe the seventh yeah, day. Maybe the seventh day was just to is, take a step back. It's not because yeah. he needed to rest, like, because he was tired. It was because he needed to. What, what's the point of making it all if, if you're not going to appreciate it? it. That's,
2: a, really good That's a
1: very human trait, is it not? Yeah, yeah.
2: Even, even, yes. yeah even,
3: even if. Also, also along, along a more Eastern line, like, even if, even if we don't actively meditate, or passively meditate, we do, in in our small ways, enjoy small moments or quiet moments.
1: Mm, yeah. You know, I
3: think that is... And a
1: sometimes it's not because we're tired. It's just because that's... Enjoyable or is, most valuable. Yeah, it's something we can do. Mm. That's yeah. a really good observation.
0: Yeah, I like that point a lot. Should we dive into the Let's keep it moving, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: okay, so just so uh, everyone who's listening knows, that was uh, verses 1 through 7... Uh, We're on eight now. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all the kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it separated into four headwaters. The name of the first was... It winds through the entire land of uh, Havala, where there is gold. Uh, in parentheses, the gold of that land is good, aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gahon. It winds through the entire land of Kush. Word. The name of the third river is the t- Tigris. It runs along the east side of an Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates.
0: Wow. I have a wow. huge difference here. Uh, wow! Yes. Really? My third yes. river and third land are named completely different things than yours. Seriously? Cush
1: is dope. Cush is dope. Very so, interesting. You go first.
0: My third river, the third river is named Hid- Hidikyal, Hidekel, uh, and it flows east of Assyria.
3: Mine, mine is along those lines. It says east of Assyria, and the fourth river is Euphrates.
0: So, the
3: second one is where mine diverges. I think a huge amount from what yours says. Okay. From from when I hear Kush, I mean this could be there could be many Kush regions of the world, and like people that refer to region as Kush. But I understand at least like the commonly referred to region as the Hindu Kush, mm-hmm. mm, which in which is 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 over by like Afghanistan, Pakistan, India area. Yeah. Um in mine it says the name of the second river is Gihon. And the 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 same it is that com, com, compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. Wow. Which is the complete other side of the Middle East. That is a interesting. Very different location. Yeah.
2: New King's New King's James versus NIV. That's fascinating. Because <laughs> you wouldn't expect those two to be that diametrically like a the, like that opposed in that in that place there.
3: That's weird. I, absolutely. I wonder if Kush is referring to a different Kush than I'm thinking of.
1: British
2: I one
3: one,
1: one one idea off the top of my head as to why that's so different is because y- the yours might be a modernized word for these rivers. Like I don't know if like the Gahone has a different name oh, sure. right now. Mm-hmm. And like maybe since yours says Syria, it's trying to modernize the location Assyria. Yeah. It's trying to modernize the location cuz I'm pretty sure isn't a place of Asher it's of Syria
0: um perhaps I'm going to look up H- Hidikil and and let you know yours says Tigris right yeah yeah so Hidikil is actually I think just the modernized uh name for what we're what we're talking about here it is really interesting though cuz that seems like a really a really specific detail to change
3: yeah yeah, I mean, one. I, it'd be great if we knew when King James lived. Could you? uh... Yeah. Because um, I mean, some crazy ideas that that possibly possibly the British had not.
1: Sixteen eleven. Yeah, that that's a weird difference. It's it's also strange. I bet it comes down to the translators have disagreeing on the actual geographical location of the Garden of Eden because mm-hmm. that describes where the Garden of Eden should be. Like, if you find those rivers, you'd be able to hypothetically know where the Garden of Eden was. But if you change what the rivers are, you, that might be because you disagree with another translator or scholar mm-hmm. as to where the Garden of Eden yeah. was.
0: Your your region gets a lot bigger, so there's a lot more room for wiggle of, you know, the Garden of Eden is not a huge mm-hmm. place, you know, so... Yeah.
1: Can we, can we talk about the fact that God just created a whole world... And then only made one spot really cool. I agree. Let's talk about it, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, wouldn't like, he make like, the whole planet a garden of Eden? And he focused on yeah. not
2: not not a colony of people, not not like this. No, he doesn't. He, it's one person, like one couple.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense that he made something really cool because he's a god. But I don't understand why he made an entire planet just to make one little spot on it super cool. Yeah, that's well, that's kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, and it makes it clear, too. It's not like... Well, it just seems like a human idea to say that only this one location is really awesome because everywhere else is shit. The part of the world yeah. we're in is the good part. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, if a god created the world, or when god created the world, you would think his his original plan would be to make the entire world a Garden of Eden. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a god. Right. I wouldn't know, but... Yeah,
0: absolutely. But I hear what you're saying, I guess, that... I guess what, what,
3: what I'm saying is that it's... These are unreliable locations for us to be reading through the text, because of all the people that have been involved in altering this Bible, uh, for better or for worse, over the last 2,000 years.
1: Sure, but if this part of the Bible, if it was altered at some point, there is an original version of this somewhere down the line of history that has a geographical location that this place was. Even if these rivers have been changed, at one point they were the right rivers listed in the text or in the oral tradition. Well, to me, it sounds, and this is my uh, not only relatively uneducated about the Bible opinion, but also my skeptical opinion of, it sounds very Eldorado-y to me. It does. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. There's a city of gold, and this is where it was, but it's not there anymore. People have looked. <clears throat> and oh, arms. maybe it's here, actually, or there. Yeah. It just sounds... Mythical. Uh, yeah, ultimately, it's just saying like the Indus River Valley. Yeah, this, it, this area is where it, it just sounds from. like a standard end-all, be-all statement. Like, oh, this was the best place. We don't have it anymore because we fucked up, or this happened, or that happened. Yeah, we did have the best, but now we don't anymore. Atlantis. Yeah, the best did exist at one point. Yeah. Okay, and before before we go to the next part, let's talk about the fact that. Uh, In the middle of the garden, where the tree of life were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil.
3: Oh boy!
1: Let's make a note that there are two trees. There's a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil. All right, Alex, take it away.
3: Okay. The next section will be 15 to 18. Man to care for the garden, and the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an help meat for him and that's the end of that section that's kind of a wow. that's kind of a <laughs> not a great word wording ending like, I, coming from a 21st pect- 21st century perspective <laughs>
2: initial i have initial response just off the bat i find it i find it very bizarre that he says okay the tree of knowledge of good and evil one must never eat of this however promptly afterwards instead of elaborating on why that's a bad thing or why that can't happen instead he notices it's not good for man to be alone. He must be like almost distracted. Like he doesn't even go in further. He just notes it's not good for man to be alone. In mine exactly. He,
1: he, he points out, "Oh, I don't I made this tree. I don't really want you eating from it." Need Shoot, someone to What what am, what am with I, I going to do about yeah. this? Ah, I'll put some titties in front of you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: works every time. Oh, works every time.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone want to uh, offer an alternate translation for I will make him and help meet for him?
1: I will make him a helper suitable for him. That's uh, a new American standard.
0: I've got I'll make him a helper, a companion. So again, a little bit more of a progressive, a little bit more of a specific name distraction and I guess partner in crime, if you will.
2: Who else gets it's kind of like kind of like being captain obvious, but who else gets a little bit uneasy when specifically the things that are got so prohibited, the only thing prohibited on earth basically that's been mentioned thus far would be knowledge of you know good and evil. Isn't that a little did that ever unnerve any of you like in like maybe when you were younger like yeah. that that seems like a good thing to understand?
1: It's kind of weird that it's banned. Yeah, it just well, seems like uh, almost, yeah. On one perspective, sorry. if you don't have the knowledge of good and evil, nothing is good or evil. Therefore, yeah. humans cannot do evil. Mm-hmm. But I also find it interesting that uh, it's it's implied that you can have knowledge with mortality or no knowledge with immortality. It's kind of a smart way of setting things up
3: Republico. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> they contradict each other. You yeah. would think that knowledge would come with immortality right. and lack of knowledge would come with mortality, but
3: well, I mean ignorance is, is bliss. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. Power, there's a there's a power dynamic with uh, it, with God and his creation where if he gives them immortality and uh, knowledge of good and evil, that could elevate him to a godlike godlike. That I is
1: say. what a god is. Something I understand. And it's it's worth mentioning too, that the tree of Knowledge of good and evil is not just knowledge; it's just knowledge of right and wrong, because you can have knowledge that is not an understanding of right and wrong. That's what we would define
2: someone with a sociopathic disorder—someone who cannot dis- decipher right and wrong. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. This, this would be an, this would definitely be an interesting part to see how close we could get to the original translation for the Tree of Good and Evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. because that might I tell agree. us a lot more than some of these further. Yeah. Uh, they're bold statements put shortly. Yeah.
1: All right, you guys want to keep moving on? Yeah. yeah all right. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He had brought them to the to to the man to see what he would name them and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all of the livestock, the birds of the air, and the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Do we want to just keep on going? Because that is a section, but I feel like yeah, that's, that's a bit can, of a cliffhanger. Yeah,
3: just, <laughs> yeah.
1: So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. And the Lord God made a woman from the rib. He had taken out, the man, uh, he'd taken out of the man and brought her to the man. The man said, this is now my bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of the man. Uncool, unconsensual surgery is never cool. I don't care what. He asked for it.
2: Uh, Did he though? I mean, he asked for a partner, but I don't think he agreed to getting it. Like, literally, what I find fascinating about both of our versions, the NRV, it basically describes surgery literally describes surgery like, like he opened up him and took a rib and he closed it up with flesh
1: yeah like... is there a difference for anyone else is it yeah, pretty explicit with like the fact that the rib was removed through the flesh i found that very interesting that he
0: was um, very specific about that mine goes as far as to say it removed one of the he removed one of the ribs and replaced it with flesh it doesn't specifically say he opened the man up took the rib out the surgical description as you're saying um also i thought it was interesting That normally this is a pretty progressive translation but um, mine actually says God then used the rib that he had taken from the man to make woman and he presented her to the man which like for the language that this Bible has been using so far that seems like a step back in terms of progressiveness
2: I, I could see that but also I could see like in the text of, like, translating to a Bible, like, being, like, very pragmatic of, like, I present to you my friend or I present to you this person. But I get how you can see that, for sure. Like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it's, like, such ancient shit that they're just, like...
0: I yeah, think now, I now that hate... I think about it... <laughs> if <laughs> not, I was being yeah. presented to somebody and, yeah, that, and someone said, rainy. I present to you my friend, Haley, that rainy. would be okay. I would be fine with that. But, it's like, but if somebody else was me. telling yeah. the story... And he said, and then Luke presented Haley to Lee. To me, that's a more possessive connotation. I agree.
3: I definitely think this was a time before consent.
2: Yeah, no, uh, probably Uh, not a philosophy. God God literally stole this man's organs.
1: (laughs) While he was asleep, nonetheless. We haven't haven't eaten from the tree of knowledge yet, so... We don't know if that's good or bad. There is no good and evil. This isn't wrong, necessarily. God might know it's wrong, but we certainly don't, and we certainly can't be held accountable for it either, because we don't know. Red pill all the way. (laughs) Red. Uh, To me, most of this, I don't know, it comes off as sort of unnecessary flavor text, because Mm -hmm. we literally just read an entire page of God creating a bunch of things from nothing. And then now he's apparently got to do surgery on Adam to create a woman. Like a yeah. magic tr- well, like a It, of it a comes off as flavor text to show that man and woman are of the same thing and better than all of the animals. It just... yeah,
3: Yes, but there's actually kind of an interesting thing that Luke and I were talking about before this. Yeah. Where apparently... The tr- is it from Hebrew?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's from the a Hebrew, uh, Hebrew translation. Um,
3: uh, apparently, the word rib uh, in Hebrew is like uh kind of uh oh, oh, what, what what's the uh it, it, the word rib
1: in original Hebrew could be interpreted to mean one side of a holy tabernacle mm, um wow. and uh, if you're familiar with Christianity a, Christians that. love to refer to their bodies as the temple. a temple like it's a holy place because God resides within it so the interpretation presented by a rabbi by the name of rashi not sure if i pronounced that correctly the idea is that uh to to prevent the contradiction of man and woman being created created at the same time in chapter one and at different times in chapter two is that um in chapter two the uh god god splits man man and woman are of one body in chapter one it's an androgynous uh, creation. In fact, it's called, I think, the Androgyne Theory. Interesting, yet yeah, uh, they still
2: refer to it as man, and when they separate them, they still refer to man and woman. Yes,
1: and so and Adam says, I need a helper. Uh, it requests that God provide him with another, and so God splits him, as he would a tabernacle left and right, and creates man and woman to assist each other. They're one being... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so in chapter one, when he creates it in God's image, God is man and woman, so he creates a man and a woman in one, and then in chapter two, man and woman want to be separate, so God splits them. Interesting. So, like the depict the like classical depiction of say like Baphomet
2: would also be in si- si- uh, minus the animal parts. Still kind of in the image of God, minus the animal parts, because, you know, it's like part man, part woman, like at the same time. So because he's an angel still. So even the angels are also kind of like, and also, I know we're not supposed to, I'm not going to spoil, but there's other places in this book that uh androgynous angelic beings are talked about.
1: Yeah. Um, androgyny is like a weirdly angelic idea, but that's, that's just one theory as to why the, the rib story even happens. Cause it's kind of weird. Uh, It's weirdly, really specific, and that's one idea as to why it occurs. Um, I wrote down, found within the Genesis Rabbah, not sure how you pronounce it, but it's kind of like a hadith for uh, Jewish uh, scholars, Uh, and it was a Jewish rabbi named uh, Rashi, R-A-S-H-I. But it's just a theory to help explain why that occurs.
3: The first marriage. Therefore... Shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. The end of chapter two. What
2: a oh, okay, yeah. Alright. Um Yeah, it's uh Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... It,
2: We've heard it so many times at so many weddings. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hell, they. I think they even say it at some funerals sometimes. There's not well. much... <laughs> yeah, that'd be... I don't know if. You're, I mean, you're if a couple dies, I mean, oh, okay. like at the same time, car wreck, it's a real massacre. Okay. Like and and say right. like the kid dies too, so like the you know the people, the guy at the front's like you know like for, from ashes to ashes, from dust to dust, you know like blah blah blah. You know, it's all, it's all the same.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might
2: make the parents
1: cry, but it's a funeral. Yeah. Or a wedding, you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, basically, just uses this part of the story to justify why marriage is the way it is. So early on, seems- too, like buy a guy
2: a drink first. It it chapter
1: two. It, it's also one of the. It's like the the second rule that's mandated in the Bible, other than to not eat from the tree of uh, good and
3: evil. That's the second rule. They shall cleave unto. He shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Yeah, so not only should they be be together, they should be they should act as one, which kind of is a reflection of the androgynous god that you were speaking of a second Mm -hmm. ago. Like a
2: heterosexual sex is like creating that androgynous being almost. That's the impression I get. So he's like, I separated you you guys. I
3: separated you guys so you guys could have companionship, but you need to act together and work together. Yeah, as though you were one body.
0: Yeah, an interesting part of the message is that normally in a chunk of text like this it seems like it would be uh at least a little bit different mm. it's remarkably similar to that
3: i think also in yeah, the yeah. in the last in the last section when it was talking about uh he took out one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof that seemed to be pretty Jesus. across the board for at least us fours i'm not sure about yours lee yeah. yeah
0: very similar remarkably similar and sometimes this my the message will make an attempt to, like, use smaller words or words that we use a little bit more colloquially just to, like, help the message across. Mm. Um, and, I mean, none of those words are ridiculously complex, but it's remarkably similar, which I just think is an oddity given that they haven't spared any any ideas from being a little bit, Progressified or at least simplified in some way.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't take that opportunity to make wo- a woman sound more equivalent to a man because right. it makes it very clear in that yeah, part of the Bible that the woman came from the man. The man came first, which is... I, I would have thought that that translation would have taken the opportunity yeah, to, like, fix put, that, yeah. but... That transition is nicely into our next part. Uh, this is the part of the Bible where the story of Lilith comes up. Oh, and Lilith, if you don't know, is supposedly the first wife of
3: uh, Adam. And Important. it was... When you say supposedly, like, like where does most of this <gasps> Lilith stuff come from?
1: It's it's pretty much just Jewish folklore. It's uh, li- We'll talk about the history of Lilith, but the general story is that to reconcile the contradiction of uh, man and woman being created at the same time in chapter 1 and at different times in chapter 2 the idea is that lilith was the first wife of adam the one that was created at the same time as man and thus equal and eve is the woman that was created from the rib of adam in chapter 2 and thus subservient
2: that's much more sexist now that you in that circumstance that's <laughs>
1: Well, but I don't know, the way the way that comes off to me is uh, Eve was created to Adam to be Adam's love, because they are the same person and were meant to act as the same person. Yeah. Whereas Lilith was created in respect that all the other animals God created also had another, implying yeah. that animals don't have love and that originally man was not meant to have love, but then God realized... The man needs love. And That's an interesting interpretation that, of that. Yeah. I like that. That's I. I usually take away that there was at one point a, an equal to man, and that Eve was not equal by nature of her creation. But we'll jo- Let's jump into who Lilith is. Uh, so the history of Lilith is what's up?
3: He, I mean, they the both both women could be the same women. Even even names, uh, yeah. well, even Lilith could be like different faces of the exact same woman where Lilith is closer to the natural woman the uninhibited yeah. the wild woman uh, Eve is the helper of of Adam there's a poem I ran
1: into that was uh, along that vein the idea that um, Lilith was created of the sky while Adam was created of the earth mm. and thus they were both equal but in different ways but because part of Lilith's duties was to help Adam of the Earth, she eventually forgot that she was created of the sky, and kind of became Eve, uh, like a huh. like a, wow. forgot that she was an equal and realized and, and and kind of adopted like subservience of being Adam's possession rather than like of her own creation
2: and that totally goes with like very other ancient society like sumerian all that they have like a a sky god earth god kind of thing like yes sun yeah. god moon mm-hmm. god kind of that whole dichotomy um that's yeah. interesting that it's kind of like latent
1: like that and it's well that was that was a pretty modern poem like it was written kind of recently but it is reflective of like the same ideas why that that it's saying it's woman's fault for being oppressed for most of time it does imply that (laughs) (laughs) or that adam brainwashed her
3: (laughs) yeah but let's uh let's talk about let's talk about the history of lilith uh uh, do you want to kind of go into the the mention of lilith in the bible
1: yeah no yeah no I'm gonna go through wh- where she's f- is first mentioned and how she kind of I- I- where we are today. Yeah. But
3: can I can I read that Isaiah Isaiah? Piece.
1: Yeah absolutely. Um, so uh, before we read it, it's this is the only time Lilith is mentioned in the Bible at all. Mm. Um, she is not really part of scripture other than this. So go ahead and uh,
3: yeah. Take so it away. so so most of what Luke just said. He referred to it as Jew- Jewish folklore. Another way to think of it is like oral tradition. Like there's not much. If, you, if you're an evidence person, there's probably not a huge, a huge wealth of evidence from the same time as the Bible on Lilith. Yeah. Really, just this verse.
1: Yeah.
3: All right. I know we normally wouldn't jump ahead, but this is kind of topical. Yeah. Uh, sure. Isaiah 34. Her nobles shall be no more, nor shall kings be pr- proclaimed there. All her princes are gone. Her castle shall shall be overgrown with thorns Her fortresses with thistles and briars She shall become an abode for jackals And a haunt for ostriches Wildcats shall meet with desert beasts Satyrs shall call to one another There shall the Lilith repose And find for herself a place to rest There the hoot owl shall nest and lay eggs Hatch them out And gather them in her shadow. There shall the kites assemble. None shall be missing its mate. Look in the book of the Lord and read. None of these shall be lacking. For the mouth of the Lord has ordered it. And his spirit shall gather them here. It is he who casts the lot for them. And with his hands he marks off their shares of her. They shall possess her forever and dwell there from generation to generation and that's the end of that
2: first impression I would kind of say it's it almost sounds like it's describing a woman who doesn't want to be married
1: well yeah so in the context of uh, so it's, that's Isaiah 34 verses 12 yeah, through seventeen either. and uh, the 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 original translation, the way the where the word Lilith came from, is supposedly that word is something like akin to the screech of an owl or like oh. a banshee yell, um, but Lilith was put in place of it uh, for an unknown reason. And um, I think I
3: think the, the 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 first part and then the middle part they really help set the scene for, I guess the type of the type of creature that Lilith is, what her setting is. Uh, the last part, it, get, it got a little bit convoluted for me to understand on the first go-through. Yeah. Do you want to read through that last like part after it talks about the owls?
1: Yeah. Look in the book of the Lord and read. No one of these shall be lacking, for the mouth of the Lord has ordered it, and his spirit shall gather there, them there. It is he who casts the lot for them... And with, this, and with his hands, he marks off their snares of her. They shall possess her forever and dwell there from generation to generation. So it,
3: it's worth mentioning. It sounds I,
0: like she's property, or possessed. but in a, in a very modern sense of the word property.
3: I, I agree. It yeah. sounds I'm,
0: like she's land.
3: Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, when, when it, when it, the, the first part where it's describing the setting and all the stuff around her, it's all the wild animals. It's all the overgrowth. Mm-hmm. It's all of the, the crazy natural stuff on this planet, which tells me that like that's a Gaia-type figure. And also, Ooh. Gaia was created of the sky.
0: Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that... I just had a, a very interesting thought while you were reading that that has very little relevance, analytically speaking. But as most of us know... My background with the Bible is very, very, very limited. But I can remember when I was young, reading the first part of a Bible that I found somewhere, like maybe chapters one and two, and thinking, this doesn't sound that preachy. I'm using air quotes. Mm -hmm. And now hearing that part of the Bible, I'm kind of thinking, oh, that's where it kind of starts to sound a little bit like preachier, a little bit more like, a little bit more like...
1: For context, Isaiah was a prophet.
0: Right. So what he was,
1: he was doing was he was preaching like that God would come down and smite them. That that part of what we just read is him saying to people, my God will smite you. Here's what he's going to do to you.
0: Sinner. And that's funny because I've been living my whole life, all 21 years of it, like using this very limited understanding of the Bible As sort of what sounds like the first two chapters of a story, and much less like the prophets preaching. So I just I'm having a bit of a moment here where I realize like the entire way that I've thought about the Bible in my whole life is completely wrong. Like if you really only read a little bit into it, and like a lazy kid might do, like a seven year old, you might start to think this doesn't really sound like religion. This kind of reads like a chapter book.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. I see. So.
0: just, a, just a quick note it. that's not related at all, but I think is interesting. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Especially
1: um, so that's the only time in the Bible that Lilith is mentioned, and it's debatable as to whether or not it's actually, like, the character Lilith or a translation that resulted in the word Lilith, um, meaning something else. But uh, the actual story of Lilith um, comes from uh, the story of Gilgamesh and Sumerian... Shaka. Times, Shaka. yeah. So uh, we'll we can read a little excerpt of that, and then we'll read the biblical story of Lilith. That was air quotes there in there. Air
2: quotes there, but
1: just some notes. The story Lilith does show up in history. Lilith is in Babylonian demonology. Lilith is mentioned in the Sumerians' king list, which dates to 2400 BCE, um, oh, and is stated as the father, uh, the who, the mother of the father of Gilgamesh. So Gilgamesh's grandmommy. Hell of a grandma. Yeah. Uh, Just
0: like my grandma. Gutsy gal.
1: Lilith uh, lives in the Halupu tree in the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, Lilith is in the Book of Isaiah, which we just read the quote from. Lilith is in the Zohar, which is uh, part of Jewish mysticism. It's a book. It's kind of like a second Bible-ish written in the 12th century in Spain. Uh, And then Lilith is not in the Quran. And Lilith is in the Alphabet of Sirach, which is where we get the story of Lilith. So we'll start with the excerpt from the Halupu Tree, which just mentions Lilith. This is kind of the first mention of Lilith as a story at all. Uh, and this is in the Epic of Gilgamesh. It's kind of like a like a prequel.
3: Yeah, and Gilgamesh is, is is generally accepted as like one of the oldest texts that we have uh, around.
1: Recorded,
2: yeah. yeah. And
3: uh, if I remember correctly, they... Like, they have the story from uh, tablets, and they don't have all
1: of them. This so, is the 12th tablet, too, for anyone who gives a shit about that. Yeah. And uh, so they have, they have most hear, of them, but they don't have you. all of them. We <laughs> So this is, this is not the whole story, just the part with Lilith. I shall bring this tree to Aruk. I shall plant this tree in my holy garden. Inanna cared for the tree with her hand. She settled the earth around the tree with her foot, she wondered. How long will it be until I have a shining throne to sit upon? How long will it be until I have a shining bed to lie upon? The years passed, five years and then ten years. The tree grew thick, but its bark did not split. Then the serpent, who could not be charmed, made its nest in the roots of the hulupu tree. The Anzu bird set its young in the branches of the tree, and the dark maid Lilith built her home in the trunk. The young woman who loved to laugh wept. How Inanna wept yet they would not leave her tree. As the birds began to sing all of the coming of dawn, the sun god, Utu, left his royal bedchamber. Inanna called to her brother, Utu, saying, O Utu, and the days of the fates were decreed, when abundance overflowed in the land, when the sky god took the heavens and the air god took the earth, when Erishkigal was given the great below for her domain, the god of wisdom, father Inki, set sail in the underworld, The underworld rose up and attacked him. At the same time, a tree, a single tree, the halupu tree, was planted by the banks of the Euphrates. The south wind pulled all of its roots and rippled its branches until the water of the Euphrates carried it away. I plucked the tree from the river. I brought it to my holy garden. I tended the tree, waiting for the shining throne in bed. Then the serpent, who could not be charmed, made its nest in the roots of the tree The Anzu bird set it's young in the branches of the tree, and the dark maid Lilith built her home in the trunk. I wept how I wept, yet they would not leave my tree. Utu, the valiant warrior, Utu, would you not help your sister Inanna? As the birds began to sing at the coming of the second dawn, Inanna called to her brother Gilgamesh, saying... And Gilgamesh eventually shows up, and he cuts the head off the snake, and Lilith tears her home out of the tree and flees into the desert... Uh, she actually she flies away into the desert specifically she has wings and the bird zoo flies away into the sky um, and they end up building a drum for Gilgamesh out, out and the a the throne out,
3: out of the tree, tree. they they destroyed the tree which was Lilith's home to make uh, items yes like, ma- items for man and uh, if you haven't read the story of Gilgamesh it kind of tells uh, a story that a normal person may go through in life trying to find a purpose, trying to find an understanding in life, which is pretty crazy for one of the oldest texts. Something so fundamental in, like, society thousands of years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, one part that's also really interesting with the parallel with the part that we read in the Bible is that, once again, Lilith is described as surrounded by animals. The two times that it mentioned her, mm-hmm. it describes the animals that she was with yeah. within within the trunk.
2: Yeah. yeah. In a lot of occultist practice, it's weird because I kept it kept sounding familiar. I don't think it's actually called Lilith specifically, but there is a demon, a female demon yes. of sorts that is always, no matter which side of occultism, there's always like a demon or entity of sorts that is female, encapsulates nature. It, some traditions yeah. call it Mother Nature, but those depictions are more like benevolent. When it's kind of like fairy tales, you know what I mean? Like, the originals always tend to be much more dark.
1: Yeah, (laughs) after we read um, The Alphabet of Sirach, we'll talk about how Lilith is in some cases a demon. Because... She is like an, uh, a, a goddess. Uh,
2: well, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you can consider that because there are jinns demons, gods and god, demigods, you know, like depending yeah. on what the culture refers to it as really.
1: But yeah, so uh, the alphabet of Sirach is the story of Lilith. And we'll read through that really quickly. And then this is, I think what we can talk about, because there's a lot of, material here this is like this is kind of a retcon to what we just read um and it was inspired by the suraj which is a jewish text from around 175 bce uh, which is just kind of like a collection of ethical teachings and like wisdom proverbs so to speak it's well i guess i'll save that spoiler but it dates to 700 ce and it has an anonymous Ooh. author so it's of questionable integrity. I don't think people back
2: then, that's what I found too. Lester Keogh uh, dancing. people didn't sign their names on things back there. It just wasn't culturally in, yeah. uh, in vogue. They just didn't really, I guess ego hadn't grown that big enough to where people wanted to be like, yeah, I want people in the future to know, like, I wrote this. Because they were at the beginning of it, man. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't know that. But then again, we also have a lot of books in
1: the Bible that are named after people. Word. Yeah. yeah. Well, authorship at the time... Well, never, never mind. We'll, we'll get into that, this. Uh, <laughs> podcast, but, yeah, so, uh, when the first man, Adam, saw that he was alone, God made for him a woman like himself from the earth. God called her name Lilith and brought her to Adam. They immediately began to quarrel. Adam said, you lie beneath me. And Lilith said, you lie beneath me. We are both equal, for both of us are from the earth. And they would not listen to one another. As soon as Lilith saw this, she uttered the divine, uh, in some translations, ineffable, name, and flew up into the air and fled. Adam began to pray before his creator, saying, Master of the universe, the woman that you have given me has fled. God sent three angels and said to them, Go bring back Lilith. If she wants to come, and she shall come. If she does not want to come, do not bring her against her will. The three angels went and found her in the sea at the place where the Egyptians were destined to drown. Um, <laughs> they were, uh, there they grabbed her and said to her, If you will go with us, well, uh, well and good, but if you will not, we will drown you in this sea. Lilith said to them, My friends, I know God only created me to weaken infants when they are of eight days old. From, <laughs> yeah, the, little, day child, as, from the day of child From the day a child is born until the eighth day, I have dominion over that child. Mm-hmm. And from the eighth day onward, I have no dominion over him if he is a boy. But if a girl, I rule over him for twelve days. Her for twelve days. They said, We won't let you go until you accept upon yourself that each day one hundred of your children will die. And she accepted it. Mm-hmm. That is why 100 demons die every day. They would not leave her alone until she swore to them, in any place that I see you or your names on an, in an ambulance, you will have no dominion over that child. They left her, and she is Lilith, who weakens the children of men.
0: Wow. People still I am left with... I, I, I... Sorry. No, please.
2: Uh, I was just, uh, yeah, I've like heard utterances of something like that, and I did know it had to do with some of the, like children or whatever. Yeah. Typically, female spirits, like female demons throughout that are particularly like gruesome in general. What were you about to say?
0: Oh, I'm just left with like. <coughs> Many questions and uncertainties around <laughs> me, this entire thing. Me too.
3: I'm really floored by that text, and I feel like you should give any background on it if you know any. Yeah, yeah. Any
0: more background? It's a
3: wild it? one. It's called uh, the
1: Alphabet of Sriracha, Uh and the specific section is twenty-three A through B uh inspired by the sirach it's a jewish text from 175 so inspired BC. by the sirach
3: is that a group of people
1: the sirach is a uh jewish collection of like ethical teachings and wisdom kind of like a proverbs situation um Lots. this is the catch it's widely accepted to be a satire oh most people believe that this entire text including this story is a joke
3: Okay, because I was hearing that, and yep. I, of course, I would need to read through it a couple times to really get what it's saying, but yeah. it sounded ridiculous.
1: It's, yeah, for most people, uh, most scholars think that this text is a joke meant for rabbis to kind of laugh at. And other places in it, there's even, like, jokes about masturbation and dicks and stuff.
0: Nice. Um,
1: this is This is specifically meant to read, though, as a joke, and this is where the story of Lilith
3: comes from. That, that's kind of interesting because think about the other characterizations the limited characterizations of lilith that we've had where mm-hmm. like she's of nature with nature um it, it, it uh, at one point like I mean, I mean he's basically basically the book is encouraging or these stories about Lilith are encouraging man as like opposed to lilith yes or yeah. opposed to the things that are with lilith like some of the plants and animals uh and such and like having because we only we only get kind of references to her and kind of these negative connotations where it doesn't say explicitly she's bad or anything, but then you get the then then you then you get the story that you just t- told us where it's like really kind of like a longer story where you hear a decent amount about her yeah, and it's a joke yeah and it it,
1: it it's that is the story that sets her up as a demon. Like, because it explicitly lines out, like, the rules of what she's allowed to have dominion over as a demon and things like that. Boys for the
2: first eight days of their lives and uh, girls for the first 12 days of their lives. And maybe that has something to do with, like, nature tries to kill children in that time. So maybe it's really back then they observed, oh, from these days, it's, you know, it's very easy for these children to get, like, infected with something or get sick and die or die from the cold or something like that. Maybe they, they represented that like, oh, yeah. Well, I think just using like
3: satire in a religious sense that's going to be used by other religious scholars, understanding that you're, you're using texts from hundreds of years ago, and like, I don't know, I, I feel like there should be some awareness if you are going to do satire, that the meaning could be changed over time and people might start to take it seriously. Yeah. And like, I don't know, if it is satire, I, I would love to know the story behind it
0: well if it is satire then i think it's worth noting that like all satire is coming from a place of like like a kernel of truth if you will so we can draw we can draw some like pretty basic conclusions about lilith from this text but we can't really i mean we shouldn't really take these words as you know as the book of the story of lilith but we do
1: yeah, well, you could... Uh, the the kernel of truth comment is good because you could interpret this as being a satire to make fun of the sexism in the story of Adam and Eve. <laughs> like, because... I can see that. What's funnier than the fact that, like, yeah, he Adam had a first wife, but his first wife was kind of like, she was equal, and that's not okay? More alpha female. It is alpha
0: female. <laughs> certainly really interesting. Like, if that is the satire that's presented... That implies a whole, whole slew of things, like relating to the idea that, like, as far back as this text, we understood that to some degree, this idea of man and woman being equal was misunderstood, if not wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. That one. So one thing I noticed too is that God specifically mandates that the angels should yes. leave her be. Yes. If she does not want to come, she doesn't have to, and then the angels decide. To say you come with us or we drown you. The angels explicitly don't do what God says.
2: That's very unusual. Yeah, that and, doesn't happen very often.
1: And I thought I thought that was interesting though because it might like that might be like a little subtle commentary on how God values the woman equally to man. She has just as much free will as Adam did, but God's creation doesn't.
0: Yep.
3: I I kind of I don't know. After reading these first two chapters, I kind of have a strange feeling. Just knowing also like this is a text that has been used uh for for over two thousand years, and like people only live I don't know fifty to seventy five years over that time period. so a lot of people a lot of generations have gone gone through this book and made edits and made changes and stuff like that. And these two, the fact that there appear to be so many inconsistencies between these two chapters, like essentially two separate creation stories where like of course you can you could make different extrapolations and have your own perspective and like an idea of thinking of it but like they strike me as there could have been edits made that that this story may have been clearer of these two yeah uh at an earlier point in history yeah um but this is what we have in front of us
1: and then yeah changes were eventually made and now the story's very unclear but yeah that's uh that's essentially what go, uh, the story of Lilith um it comes a lot up a lot when talking about Genesis because it's relevant uh, it it's also it does show up in the dead sea scrolls um specifically in the song of the sage 4q 510 the dead sea scrolls
2: was like the wikipedia the ancient age man basically all the cool questions that one typically has is like delved into upon in those uh, like semi lost documents
1: yeah, but uh it's it, it's worth mentioning. Lilith is like a it's, it's kind of folklory, it's but it, there's a lot of his, cool history behind it. And it, it does link like Sumerian mythology with Jewish mythology,
3: which is super cool to me. Also 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 it's worth worth noting that there are people today that that do uh at least consider themselves to have some sort of relationship with Lilith, the entity. Yeah. The God, yeah. whatever whatever you uh, refer to. Same
2: or, or, with like or, or payment or set or I don't want to name anymore because naming more than like three in a row is call me superstitious but unlucky. <laughs> you yeah. should never name more than two two at a time, listeners. Like at least out loud. Like, <laughs> but yeah, um,
0: yeah. So, am I? Am I would you guys call point. it off base to agree with me on the idea that? Lilith, to some extent, and especially the person who wrote this, being a satire, could be an early example of feminism. I'm on that boat.
1: It reads as feminist. It reads as
0: as an interest, like, as a very feminist text, but, like, not just in our, our, our current definition of feminism that has to do with, like women needing equality, but like it takes it a step further, even in that more modern sem- sense of feminism that some people do like notice and understand that women should be not only equal to men, but should finally have their chance to be treated better than men in the sense that she's dev- not only, you know, not going to go back, but she's going to defend herself
1: or entirely separate to man. Sure. Like it not defined by man's presence just is allowed to be separate.
2: The more Babylonian, Sumerian occultist side generally is in favor of, like, woman and, and, like, like they have female gods, you know what I mean? For instance, I forget which one it was, but there's an entire one where this it's solely a goddess, a moon goddess, I forget who, which...
1: Yeah, Lilith which, which, is um, a goddess in Sumerian... Uh, the,
2: the goddess knowledge. of, the, like, nature, but there's, like, the big one is the moon one, mm-hmm. and it's a female... Yes. Uh, so I would say, like, definitely the more Babylon... Like, what would be described in that time period as, like, occultism, which would be, like, Babylonian, whatever, Samaria, and whoever was roaming around doing weird shit to worship whatever. Um, yeah, no, a lot of the times they tend to be a lot more driven towards uh, female
1: empowerment, it seems. At least not what I've noticed. But I, I definitely agree that the story of Lilith is, like, pretty feminist. But I would say, it's, like, yeah. I, yeah. I I think that's the joke. Like, if it's a satire, for sure, that's probably the joke. Like... Women are equal, but here's why they're not.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, also, if it, if it was anonymous, could have been a woman.
2: Yeah, it could be just It'd an been unpopular been a opinion. Time,
3: too.
2: You yeah. Probably, yeah. Absolutely. If you were a woman and
3: spoke that out in public, you'd probably get stoned or something. Yeah, yeah like, so you know. writing it down and possibly getting a man that you trust to distribute it? Like like not like...
0: It's been done before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wouldn't be the first Perhaps time. Perhaps
0: not before this, <laughs> it but it's been done before. Yeah. Before us, I mean, in that sense. I think yeah. before this as well. That's cool. I, I was kind of hoping to address the feminist issues with this text without trying to come off like this ridiculous, raging feminist <laughs> that I am.
1: I don't know. I feel like that's um, okay to do.
2: It's it justified. In, yeah. the, in the Old Testament yeah. especially, the Bible is profoundly...
3: Sexist. I, 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 it's everything. I think it's, it's, I it's, I mean, yeah. it's I think it's safe to say, Abrahamic religions in general are pretty sexy. Lean yeah. lean toward the showiness, chauvinistic, chauvinistic, The uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. Uh,
3: no, I mean, yeah, that's not Judaism that's not either. Not necessarily the case when you look back at some of these older religions, like like you said, like the Mesopotamian civilizations, like Inanna. like the Greek yeah. Greek civilizations. I mean. At least in their in their mythology, I and mean, again they, they had man and, men and women. As
2: yeah. you brought up, interestingly enough, even though it's been thousands of years, just the same with this book, peep, some people still do claim they have a personal relationship with these entities, like of such.
0: So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, cool, that's the story that's of Lilith wrap. and Chapter, chapter Two. Yeah,
1: huh.
0: join us next week for
1: Chapter Chapter Uber. Chapter
0: twi.
1: Three Three. Chapter three, yeah, uh, we might we but made you chapter quotes. two and uh, three and four just because like it kind of felt like chapter two was pretty
3: short. We'll, yeah, man. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll find out, out find we'll out next out. week. It yeah. always varies, dude. Yeah. To... Well,
1: we'll see what happens. Um, all right, that's a wrap. Peace out, y'all.
3: Have a have safe a, week. Have a wonderful night.
0: God bless.
2: Drive safe. Lilith bless. <laughs>